Welcome, Divine Woman, to this episode of Her Money Vibe. I am so excited to share with you a beautiful, empowered woman who is really making change for women to delve deeper into their divine feminine power. So I'd love to introduce to you Jackie Opie. She is such a beautiful soul and I'm so excited to go on a deep dive with you. This episode is going to be very connected. We're going to really look at ways that we can start uncovering that sensual energy that perhaps you've been keeping locked or really not knowing how to use some techniques and processes that Jackie is such an expert in. So I'm so excited. Jackie, welcome to this episode. And I'd love to share, I'd love for you to share a bit more about your story and what brought you to doing this beautiful work with women who are looking to connect into that sacral chakra. Oh my gosh, Kerry, I am so excited. And I love the way that you open up with calling the women that you speak to divine women, because that is what we are. And the divinity is really, it starts in our womb at the very core of everything that we do. And as you said, before we even started the recording, very much around that sacral chakra and I'm just so excited to be able to be here and share this journey because I feel like we're in such an amazing time in our lives to really yes. step out and do this amazing work. It's safe to do it now, whereas, you know, mm. 20, 30, 50 years ago, our mothers couldn't really do this work without being labelled as a crazy woman, which still happens. I know I've been called that a few times, um, or being called a witch and for it to be so challenging for us to do it this is such an amazing time to be here to embody our beautiful feminine to really step into that genuine divine woman that we really all are oh so beautiful because I can already just visualize how we have taken on so much genetic conditioning so much you know history that has when we were born, the world we were born into was quite limited. I remember my mother, you know, she was working, but she had so much that she had to sacrifice and her life wasn't for her first. Mm. So I would love this work to be shared out to women, you know, mothers, grandmothers, new mums and all those women who are coming through this like crisis in their lives where you've probably been through um, some event which has brought you to the understanding that you want to delve into yourself and that there's more of you there's something within you that's powerful and I love to you know this is why I brought you onto this episode because I know you have some of those secrets, some of those practices that 
a woman can do to start uncovering this and to start releasing anything that's not hers and to tune in with the power, tune in, you know, feminine divinity, so powerful. And it's time for us to truly connect with each other and to rise, to ascend, to connect. So Jackie, share with us, you know, how how have you worked with your clients like what has it looked like what does connecting with your feminine you know power sensuality look like yeah it's Kerry it's really interesting because although we're in this amazing time and space where we can step out and create and do all these incredible things sometimes it's knowing how to actually do that and what I found my own experience and the reason that I went on this journey is because I started off in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I was in my very heavily in my masculine and that, and that's how I got everything done. Mm-hmm. And the masculine is so good at serving us when we are, you know, need to get something done or we're in that corporate space and we're really climbing the corporate ladder. And so I get this really starts with understanding what is masculine? What do we actually mean when we say masculine and feminine energy? What does that actually look like? It doesn't mean male, female. Mm. What it means is that within every single one of us, there is a scale. And on the scale, one end, we have the masculine and one and the other end, we have the feminine. And it's just where we are on that scale at any given time. And it's not so much that we are we stay in one place at all times for example when I'm doing my housework I'm very much in my masculine energy because I've got a task to do and I want to get that done that's the masculine aspect the feminine aspect is how I do it so it's not so much about what I'm doing it's more how I'm doing it so I can be doing a very perceived masculine task of the doing but when I'm doing it I'm embodying the beauty of being here being present in this moment I've got my music going, what I'm wearing, how I'm feeling is where the um, the sensual feminine side of it is. So the task that we're doing, whether it's doing your bookkeeping, your housework or dancing on the beach, within that whole range, there's the masculine and fem- feminine energy. And so your question, Kerry, was how, you know, how do I do that and what's the kind of work that I do with my um, community. So the first part of it is really getting grounded and centered, which is exactly what we did before we started this conversation. Yeah. And yeah. one of the day, one of the ways that we can do that is to use our breath to really ground ourselves and be present here in the moment. The breath is the easiest, quickest way to do it. And so there's a few different ways that we can use breathing. You can use your breath to get into the masculine energy, which is fast, heavy breathing, which is through the mouth or you can use the breath through the nose to really get grounded into the sense of our feminine energy which is just a slow which you feel in your body straight away you just drop down Mm. that sacral chakra and boom you're pretty well grounded and you don't have to do five ten minutes of it you can do one or two breaths like that and you just open your eyes and you can see things from a very clear, very different perspective as well. That's just one of the ways through the breath work. Oh, I love that. And I think the more breathing we do, the more centering we do, we can start tapping into more alignment, more connection. And I'm very similar to you, Jackie. I was 
you know, brought up in the corporate world, in accounting, very male-dominated, very focused on processes and outcomes. And, you know, working in corporate, you lose a lot of feminine traits, you know, that flow, that, you know, embodiment, that sensual side of you has to go because it's all dog-eat-dog, you know, masculine energy. So it is very hard for a woman to leave corporate. Now, how I've sort of learned how to move over to my feminine is to really first embody myself and what I have. So what clothing I wear, you know, look at changing masculine to feminine, look at my hair, how I can have feminine embodiment of that, really nurturing also how I run my business. So I've changed a lot of practices in my business to be more feminine. And just like what you were saying before, there's different tasks, you know, um, and there's different things we do in our life that are feminine and that are masculine. I think if we can really look at what needs to happen and embody what energy would work with that. So if you need a lot of stuff done, masculine planning strategy but if you want to get divine downloads and connection and flow and alignment you really got to come from the feminine first to then incorporate that into the masculine so I kind of feel like the feminine is really the first thing that is you know for women who are looking for a business in flow often it's the feminine that's missing Mm. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that, Kerry. And when you have a look at, you know, for entrepreneurial women who've maybe been in the corporate world, move out of that and then go into running their own business, it's so natural for us to take what we've learned from that corporate and just automatically bring it into our own businesses. Yes. And one of the things that I remember talking about the way that we dress, if I look at photographs of myself now when I was in <laughs> black pants, white shirt, black yes. jacket hair pulled back nice and tight tiny little earrings and mm. um, you know all of those things I, I believe that I can be in my feminine when I'm dressed that way but the more likelihood is is that it's easier to keep stepping back into the masculine when we present ourselves in that way so you know how we how we look how we feel about ourselves is such a huge part of it um, coming back to that, doing the masculine task of oh, what I was saying was moving from corporate into becoming an uh, entrepreneur in your own business. I love some of the work that's out there at the moment about really connecting in with your why, your purpose behind it. And what I, what I realized when I was in corporate world, I didn't really know a lot of why any business I was working for was doing what they did. What was their why behind it? I just knew what my tasks were on a day-to-day -day basis. So I was in leadership and I had all these key performance indicators to meet. Fantastic. My job was to go and make sure that those were, were achieved. And I was really, really good at that. When we strip away the key performance indicators, when we strip away people's uh, tasks and their skill sets and everything else, and just look at who we are as a human being and how we show up in that space, it's a very, very different conversation. And mm -hmm. so the entrepreneurial world was really for me it was stopping um and going why am I here what am I doing this for what's my 
big vision, what's my purpose for myself and how do I want to do that? And moving from that really stressed state of everything that needs to be done on a timeline or within the um, uh, key performance indicators or the goals that we have for ourselves, all of those things are still so relevant, but it's just how we do it. And so I still achieve amazing things in my business, but how I feel about it and how I go about it is completely different. I don't railroad people like I used to. No, in corporate, it was like you were saying before, dog eat dog, you just step on each other's heads Mm. and that's the top, isn't it? Mm. It doesn't have to be like that at all. And that's where I feel as female entrepreneurs, we have so much a license to create magic in our businesses and do things so, so differently where our own health and well-being comes first, people in our companies come second, um, and then everything else just falls into place from there. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, that's so true because when you leave, I feel when you leave corporate, you are on the, I guess, um, that disruptive stage of your life where you're like, it's not an alignment. There's no why. I'm not enjoying my life. It's not where I envisioned I would be. So you've got this crisis that happens and you're breaking away from that structure to create your business. Just like what you said, you bring all the corporate ways to your business, just like what I did in my first 12 months. And what it looks like is working the same hours, nine to five, working hard, trying to get processes burning out because you're not seeing the connection you you don't have the support you're doing everything yourself there's burnout there's isolation there's financial flatline there is so much stress and anxiety I had a massive break you know quite about three burnouts in my first 12 months because I was using the model I had learned from corporate and it was only after my personal life fell apart and I went through divorce then I realized that we are so much more than just the business that for a woman to really make it work in her own business she has to have this holistic view and it first comes with looking after herself because if she can't look after herself She can't look after her relationships. And if they're not looking after her, then she can't build this business to really impact the world. So you're kind of like a duck on water with these legs just, you know, striding away and just working hard and 10xing and following all the strategies. But without that real balance, that true knowledge that first you've got to nurture yourself you've got to build in these rituals you've got to really work on relationships and get into feminine and keep coming back to connecting to your why because if you're not doing that it's not sustainable absolutely and you're not in the vibration to attract your dream clients because you're spiraling downwards And you're attracting clients who don't have money, who don't want to do the work, who are broken themselves, who are in fight or flight. 
And that's certainly not, <laughs> not a good way of, you know, drawing people towards you. Mm. Oh, this yeah. is how powerful your work is. I totally am so inspired by this because I think a lot of women try and go on the journey. They think they've got to do a sex course. They think they've got to, you know, be super spiritual or have these meditations, but how do they balance it with their business? So I love the fact, share a bit more about how you created your business and what else you have for women to help them immerse themselves in uncovering the sensual side of them. Sure. So in creating the business, really what it came back to is how it all started. So I've, I've had probably eight different businesses over the years, Kerry, some that I've absolutely destroyed, others that I've you know created a beautiful business and have been able to sell and others that have just consumed my life and my time uh, <laughs> to the extent where I was resentful like you, I was tired, I was burnt out and all of those things. So it was like, okay, let's clean the slate off. How do, I, how do I want my business to be? How do I want my lifestyle to be? What do I want for myself? And how is my business going to fit into that? Not how am I going to fit my lifestyle into my business the other way around? And so for me, the business that I'm running now, which is a, one of them is a product-based business, really started when I was on holiday. And I was so at peace and so relaxed that I went, so I had the mental capacity to be able to go and say, what do I want and how do I want to create it? So first of all, was getting out of my own environment, getting out of my own way, dropping down all the defenses that are, ne are normally there when you're trying to brainstorm a business, dropping all those defenses down and then creating something from that space where it was so uh, energetically it was like an energetic download, Kerry. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I feel that all the time now when you when you can tap into it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it's not it's not to say that a business that doesn't that comes about from sitting down brainstorming is not a great business. It's just making sure that the way that we structure it and set it up really supports what we want to do. I'm very uh, at the stage of my life now, my sons are 26 and 24. So the demands on my lifestyle are very, very different to what they were, say, 10 or 15 years ago. So I'm blessed in that sense, and I can really structure my lifestyle around that. So that was the first part, how the business came to me, this one, the model that I've got now, was totally different to how it always happened in the past, which was just beautiful. And the second side of that was looking at, okay, these are the things, my non-negotiables in my lifestyle that I will continue to maintain no matter how busy my business gets, no matter how big it gets. And one of those uh, for me, Kerry, is meditation. And I use my time of meditation to really connect and get all of the downloads that are coming to me because I believe firmly that the more work, the more pushed I am, the more stressed I am, the more cut off I am from my spiritual connection to self. So that's my primary uh, priority is that just really feeling grounded, centered, connected the way that I do that is through my meditation and everybody follows a different form of meditation mine is uh, called Vipassana uh, it's a Vipassana style of meditation which is clearing the mind as much as you can it's not counting it's not doing that it's just focusing it on the breath um, which really supports me with that mm. um, and the other rituals so rituals for me are super important one of the other rituals that I have is about is chanting so for me, a way to really connect in um, and distract the mind from all the busyness that goes on is to have a chance. 
And one of my chants is Om Shanti Om, which is really, Shanti means peace. So it's a way of just bringing uh, peace and it's an ancient um, connection to the universe. So Om, when we do any form of Oming, Om mm. means universe, it's the biggest. So universal peace is what I'm chanting um, in that space. Now for everybody, it's so different. I'm not saying go and chant and because you might chant and find that it actually gets you out of feeling grounded and out of feeling centered because it doesn't resonate with you. So that's another um, process that I use for connecting in. And then the one that I use a lot of, which we spoke about earlier, is a process and that I learned from a woman called Mama Gina out of a book that she's written called Pussy. And it sounds very controversial, but when you read the book and really feel into the energy behind it, it is all about connecting to the divine feminine and connecting to our real source of power, which is our sexual energy, our sacral mm -hmm. chakra. So one of the rituals that I have um, is to put my hand, hands down onto my pussy, closed or, or unclothed, doesn't matter, find a quiet spot where I'm not going to be inter interrupted and I ask a question of the GPS and Mama Gina calls the GPS the great pussy in the sky, which is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And even when you say, um, Shanti, um, I can feel like the vibration in your body and I really just, it's almost like a universal code that just centers you I love it I would love to listen to more of your breath work and the, the chanting because that is something that hits your core and allows you to get present allows you to center your world declutter your thoughts and open up to what's next for you and I think a lot of women are so busy looking after children, family, business, they don't have time that they allocate for quiet time for that sort of meditation time. I love to in the morning wake up and it's my time. Obviously the two, two year olds up at you know, 5.50 a.m. And so I'm nurturing my coffee and I'm waking up, but I use that time as my insp inspiration, probably similar to you where it's like that meditative state. That's what is my purpose? What do I need to do today? What am I feeling called to journal? Like what's, I, I basically just download for the first hour of my day. And it's a beautiful space because I've got, ritual around it I've got you know time for me and I really do feel like just in that one hour whatever I write down is so phenomenal that it sets up my day and I love the fact I'm doing that previously I would have focused on the you know the power hour you know yeah. style which is I think I used to do that when I was burning out and it was very much like 20 minutes of this, 20 minutes of reading, 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of watching a very high energy, you know, motivational video. But I look at that now and I thought, no, that doesn't allow me space. Mm -hmm. You know, it's filling my brain with more things. <laughs> and yeah. doesn't nurture 
my energy. So the first and most important thing I do in my day is me. I dedicate the first half of the day to me, my energy, my raising my vibration, doing exercise, inspiration, and really like connecting to those key people that I'm, I'm either collaborating with or working with that I'm sort of evolving an idea or a concept and that's my first half of the day the second half pretty totally in the masculine mostly the first half very feminine mm. what a great um structure Carrie, and I can learn from that as well because it's so easy to fall into that space of going I need to be in I need to be productive I need to tick all these things off of my to-do list and it's amazing how much more productive we are when we've spent that first part of the day just really uh, connecting in getting our downloads that are there that the universe is gifting to us mm. all the time but when we're in that busy 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 state we don't get the messages through um and the productivity in the afternoons so much higher because you are grounded you are centered yeah. you know what your natural next thing to do is mm. uh, to be productive oh exactly and the other thing I do too is I'm very focused on I throw away the to-do list I don't operate off those again another very masculine um, process I work on what I call the water wheel which is a quadrant style and I just basically time block my calendar and I focus on four key areas I need to cover for a day. So the first one is connection, you know, connection to myself, connection to others. Then it's communication. So I have, you know, tasks I will do in communication. And that's really just like building deeper relationships. And if you think about that in a business, that's all your lead generation. That's your mm. nurture process. That's going out there and like attraction and then after lunch I serve so after lunch you know I'm doing the client work I'm doing all the masculine stuff right and then after I'm done with that the last bit in my day which is where most people procrastinate <laughs> is systemize you know um, automate and do all that process type stuff but I'll leave that to the end of the day because that's not that's not going to fill my bank account. It's not going to nurture my business. I want the flow to happen and then I'll automate. So that's my, my way of running my business and my lifestyle. Mm. And I, I just naturally. about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited because I'm now taking that concept and I am creating an app for that to really help show women how they can customize their rituals in their day to, to basically follow the quadrants that keep you in flow. Mm. And it's worked for me. I love the time blocking. I feel I used to do to-do lists and I'd never finish my to-do list. I'd always overload it and then I have these pieces of paper everywhere and I'd be stressed, um, overworked and not in flow. So this method really helps you center in on the most important thing today. 
So I get back to inspired. I only do what inspires me each day. Like, what am I inspired to do today? Well, that's the flow state. I'm doing that today. And then tomorrow I'm like, oh, I've got all these ideas. What's the best one to pick for today? I feel alignment. I feel calling to go here. So then I'll go there. I get a lot done. I get a lot done. And it's so much better than, you know, feeling so structured. Mm. Um, But I'd love to hear a bit more about how the sensual side connects with wealth. What is your ideas around what you see as a woman who embodies her sensuality, how that connects with money, wealth, abundance? Mm. Well, you know, the first time that I ever came across the concept of that, Kerry, was when I was reading Think and Grow Rich, um, Napoleon Hill. And I've read the book probably at least three times now. And one of the topics that he talks about in the book is called sexual transmutation. Mm. And at the, time, the first time I read it, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> How does sex have anything to do with money? And over time, I realized that it has everything to do with money. And when I look at masculine and feminine, when it comes to, um, when it comes to say, intimacy, on the masculine side of things, it's very much about taking on the feminine side. It's very much about giving. Now, remembering we're not talking about men and women, we're talking about energy, masculine, feminine energy. And for me, the penny kind of, it all clicked together when I thought, ah, so intimacy, whether it's with ourselves or with a partner, is all about give and take. It's all about giving and receiving. Money is all about giving and receiving. Exactly. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So... For me, the connection when it comes uh, comes back to being open to receiving and open to giving. And what I know with a lot of women that we are really very good givers. Women are generally amazing givers. When it comes to receiving, we're not always the best receivers. So you think about intimacy. Well, how many, if, you know, if you looked at uh, the average sexual encounter, Let's say you looked at 100 sexual encounters, the chances of a male orgasming in that sexual encounter is hugely higher. And we're talking by like more than 50% higher of a man having an orgasm versus a, a woman having an orgasm. That's just an example of give and receive. So when it comes to talking about our finances and abundance, mm. if if the giving and receiving is out of proportion in any, th- in any areas of our lives, it's likely that it's out of proportion in our, um, in our finances as well. And I've noticed this for myself. For many, many years, I was in lack. So the opposite of abundance is lack. And so what that meant was that very much I felt like I was in my masculine energy, which was push, push, push mm. to earn money. Um, And I would always find that I had more money going out than I had money coming in. And through the process of the personal journey, uh, the personal development journey for me has been a very, very long one. I'm a bit of a slow learner at times. (laughs) (laughs) Like how many times do I have to have? (laughs) 
before you know, before I take the learning out of it as well. Um, and for me, my bank account is very much reflective of whether I'm in lack or in abundance, whether I'm in the masculine versus the feminine of receiving. And so for me, over time, I've really understood that, ah, oh, it's all this give and receive, give and receive. Mm. I'm a lot better over the years uh, in receiving into my business. And it's really interesting because I can't say, well, I'm a better money manager now or I can't say, you know, I've got more streams of, and I do, I've got, I do have more streams of income, but it wasn't a conscious thing. It was more the, the uh, expansion of my heart, the more the opening of my divine feminine energy, the more connected and grounded I became with the, the way that I did things, not what I did, but the way that I did things, the more the money started to flow into my life. And it's like, oh my gosh, mm. so I can't say I'm doing more. I'm just being more and how I'm being has opened up the floodgates of finances coming into my life. And it's been quite amazing. Like money will turn up and I'll just be how, when, or I'll get paid for something that I, you know, I hadn't thought I would ever get paid for, or people own, uh, offer to do things for me, like buy a coffee or get me lunch or yes. things because I believe, I believe the universe was backed up with all of this stuff that was meant to come to me but I wasn't open to receiving it. And mm. the moment I opened this, it was like the floodgates are open. Thank you. I am so grateful. Uh, I can think of quite a few times where that happened to me too. And, you know, it often happens when you are really at sitting on the bones of nothing and you finally go you know does the universe have my back you know I really really need this and you you either ask or you command for that I'm going to receive now I've given so much and cut off so much and I started receiving so many things like Good Samaritans helping me out, you know, accommodation, gift cards, anything I needed was provided. And it was really a time when I realized how powerful we are. And I've had that happen quite a few more times, just like you were saying, is when you finally shift your energy into receiving. And I see it happening again the flow starts happening you're like oh my gosh this is so great uh, so I love working with my clients I help um, what I what I do is breathe that belief into my clients you know really nurture them through that first stage where they are in so much sort of doubt about receiving um, we might have crafted a new offer and they quite new to offering this and they don't feel worthy of it yet but the beautiful thing is when the tipping point happens and they start attracting their clients recently I had this where a client called me up and she was like oh my god I've just had four people sign up to my program I didn't even know where they came from this <laughs> is amazing you know I just wow I never knew I could charge for this. 
you know, and this is a woman who in corporate who's like doing the side hustle and she's like, whoa, amazing. And so often it takes that tipping point for you to start finally believing. And you've just got to really almost be that next version of yourself to start allowing it to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's really important. Some of the other things you said was, you know, you can open up and expand and receive more money. But if you haven't worked on that inner comfort zone of having that money, you feel uncomfortable with it. So you quite quickly spend it before you have it or it goes out in goodwill or things that aren't really good decisions at that time. So, for example... A lot of women who start businesses in healing or who want to work with health or wealth feel like they want to give away first. Uh, They want to sponsor. They want to do work for free and they want to help others. And they want to charge only enough so that the people who are desperately needing it can afford it. And I really challenge that thought process around setting your business up because doing that doesn't allow you to receive and be open to money rather than that switch the 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 idea around of looking at your worth charging the right amount to attract those beautiful dream clients who are ready who have capacity who have done the hard yards and are ready to ascend. And only when you have looked after yourself financially, you know, done the work with those people to transform them, only then is it time for you to perhaps sponsor a ticket to someone else and help them. It's almost like when you're in an aeroplane, you have to put your mask on first Right, and that seems obvious to people, but in business, you have to put your mask on first, receive the money, build your business, keep it sustainable, focus on your cash flow and nurture your beautiful clients and make sure you're raising that vibration and then that will allow you, that abundance will allow you to give a lot more. So, you know, that's, that's my um, worthiness, you know, uh, disruptive thoughts around starting a business or coming up with a new offer, you know, really embodying what you're saying that that money flow. Mm. Well, I, you know, firsthand experience that I have with that, Kerry, where I have, you know, it's um, started up a business and I am, I'd, I'd give with all my heart and I would give everything away if I didn't have a husband who sat in the back going Jackie you're worthy of receiving as much as what you give and it's amazing how we can create a trap for ourselves in our own businesses when we do things that way because it becomes so stressful and in that stress it's very hard very challenging to be grounded and centered in the divine feminine and to trust so there's a very big difference between being astute and naive and business. And I was very, very naive. I would just give away, give away, give away. And there was a part of me that was going, well, just trust that everything's going to be okay. Just trust that everything's going to be. And I, and I do 
most of the time I have that feeling, but I'm also now thinking, okay, trust, but how about learn and grow and develop and use business as a way to grow our personal development Mm. and everything else that we do because the smart business comes from practice and doing things and implementing what we learn. And so for me in the beginning of just going, I want this charity and I'll do this for free and I'll do that for free. And I, you know, being a speaker and a coach uh, and an MC, I would always get asked, you know, oh, could you please um, MC for this event? And because we're a charity, we don't have any money, so we can't help you. We can't pay you. And I would do work like that all the time. The problem was I didn't have paying clients coming in on the other end. So it was like, it was like filling up a bucket with a hole in it. It was just Mm. disappearing as quickly as what it came in. So I, I agree with you. There is that point, Kerry, where it's having our boundaries that we set which is so important in business, setting the boundaries, knowing what our goals are and who we want to really support and back with what we do and and then go in there wholeheartedly, grow our business and help as many people as we can. Mm. And I think when you tap into that divineness of going, I divinely am worthy of this money, you know, have some embodiment exercises every morning around what you envision your bank account to look like, you know, it's really important for us to look at what we think we're worthy of, um, how much money we can dream is possible and to work on practices to expand that bigger and bigger and bigger because that expands our comfort zone and it also allows us to even just structure our money in a way where we put some aside and we, we, you know, have a few different bank accounts so we can put some aside so that's for us. We can decide on a percentage that can go for, you know, others and then we can decide on a percentage to reinvest or to take on a new project or to do self-development. Like when you run your business, I'm sure you're aware as well and you've done lots of, you know, personal development. I believe personal development is an essential part of growing your mindset, growing your business. If you don't have a mentor, you're not growing. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, an, ever, it's an evolution. Mm. And I've seen massive changes in mindset when I have someone who's pushing me or I have um new areas I'm like nurturing in my business to expand that it's just this ascension process I agree one thing that you just reminded me of us uh, reminded me of Kerry is the you know the process of stepping into who we want to become that embodiment really embodying who it is that we're wanting to step into and be so I am what a wealthy woman looks like is what I'm going back to saying in the mirror every single morning. And uh, if you're doing it yourself, watch what happens in the body, how the body initially goes, that's not me. That's not mm. me. Oh, that Maybe that could be me. Maybe that could be me too. Hell yes, this is me. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that so much. Oh, well, I think we have covered so much I've just loved just evolving and talking about all these different areas and it's so interesting how they all relate and Mm. I really do feel 
that there is so much more to this topic. Like there's more expansion, there's more work to be done. And, you know, even as you were talking before, I'm remembering how I am already bringing in that sensual stuff, that sensual identity into my business without even realizing. Mm. So thank you so much. It really does. It's so, so important for women to really be proud of our feminine powers to, you know, do the clean out of the masculine and, you know, whether you want to do a full ritual with it, like what I did, (laughs) completely threw away everything and started again and created this identity of this goddess, you know, created a vision board of what I wanted to be, who I wanted to show up as. And it's been, you know, and then as you ascend, you upgrade your branding, you upgrade your photography, you really embody this version of what you feel this divine powerful woman looks like so i'd love all our beautiful divine woman listeners to you know once you've finished listening to this episode to really you know sit down and journal for yourself what you see as your divine feminine embodiment you know what does she look like how does she act what does she allow in her life what does her wealth comfort and worthiness look like and really just embody this whole process you know incorporate everything we've talked about in this episode and cement for yourself this beautiful embodiment that you can read for the next you know day you can expand it you can create a vision board with it and truly start moving forward with this idea of identity creating this new identity for yourself that it is feminine and masculine but really bringing out that power Thank you so much, Jackie. I am so thrilled to have you share your beautiful, you know, tips. And um, all I can think of was just like this beautiful gems, diamond. And I hope we all can embody a lot more sensual energy into our life.